0: Hi guys, ML here. So occasionally I get reached out by former guests of the show, of the Devon Dragon uh, brand. So Michelle Blood, who you may remember was on my show about a year ago, if you can believe it, has wonderful news coming up and she wanted me to remind you that something wonderful is going on. I'm not sure what that wonderful is, because it's Michelle, I mean everything happens is wonderful. but. Check out the interview. Check out the link that's in that interview and keep up on everything that she has going on because there's something special in the works. Thank you. Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma lewis I'm here with special guest, Curtis Morley. Welcome.
1: Hi, thanks for having me.
0: You are more than welcome. I love talking to executives, business owners, entrepreneurs, especially when you put something in a book to help others.
1: (laughs) Excellent. Glad you're here to get the book.
0: I'm looking at it right now. So you have the entrepreneur's paradox, how to overcome the 16 pitfalls along the startup journey. Now I'm an entrepreneur, serial entrepreneur, but a lot of these pitfalls go across any startup you can imagine from a gym to opening a publishing company to everything in between.
1: Absolutely. Yep. They're, they're universal. It doesn't matter what business you're
0: starting. So Before we get into the book, what was your entrepreneurial
1: journey? So um, I've I've started five different companies, everything from a full-service media and marketing agency to um, a digital sheet music company to a consultancy, a e-learning company, and now um, uh, authoring, coaching, and mentoring. So,
0: yeah, you know the pitfalls very well.
1: (laughs) Yes. (laughs)
0: What led you to put them in a book to help others?
1: You know, it, it's funny because I actually, I wrote the book for a 25 version, 25 year old version of myself. I, I thought about what would I have wanted to know when I first started my company? What, was the, what were the things that I was missing that, that I didn't get in business school, that I didn't understand and that the critical points that would help me if I could go back and talk to myself as that 25-year-old. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in that same sense, I really wanted to help others that were in that situation and give them the ability to, to not have to go through all the pain that I went through. <laughs> That's a big one.
0: That is a big one because I talked to a lot of startup companies across this show platform and everything else. The main one is, why do I have to pay for advertising? Mm. That is the biggest thing. I'm like, how do you not pay for advertising? If you're not <laughs> paying for advertising in some form, what are you getting your clients? How are you getting your clients?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's often, it, that, and, and that's actually at the heart of the paradox, um, of the entrepreneur's paradox is, is most people get into business because they're really, really good at something. They, they may be the best in the world. They may be the expert. And because of that, everybody says, oh, wow, I have to have your product or service. I you, you do such an amazing job. I need this. And they go, well, if I know how to bake cupcakes or if I know how to program a website or if I know how to, whatever it is, mm-hmm. then of course I know how to start a business. Mm-hmm. And, and the paradox is, is that, the the thing that gets them into business is actually what will prevent them from succeeding in business. Mm -hmm. And so there's this paradox because they're the best in the world at what they do, building a product, but they actually have to give that up. They have to stop being the best in the world at building the product and start being the best in the world at building the company.
0: Right. I have, this is terrific friend. He's great in music and, keeps coming to me because I want you to promote me. Well, I can't Mm. promote you if you won't step back and humble yourself. Mm. You have to, as a business mind, you have to humble yourself and go, I don't know what I don't know. Obviously, something is blocking you, your path to becoming successful. What is blocking you? You, 90% of the time, it's ourselves. Oh, back. Oh, shoot.
1: My internet might be jumping back and forth. I apologize.
0: It's not you, it's the internet. We live in the digital age, and I don't know what Zoom is doing the last few days, but we can edit this part out. Okay. it's fine this is why i say an hour even though it's a 35 minutes show so let me back up so you can hear what i just said so you can rebuttal
1: yeah yeah but
0: i have this wonderful friend he's in music he's great at creating music and he wants me to promote it well i can't promote him without him humbling himself because he doesn't know what he doesn't know obviously he has a great product why is not he not successful well there's something standing in the way of that success this goes across every entrepreneur every business 90 percent of the time is because we're getting it in our own way
1: yes yes for sure for sure that's yep yeah. and it, and that's that's what makes it a paradox is that they might be the best in the world at what they do but they've got to stop being the best in the world at what they do So they can be the best in the world at building a business.
0: You have to look at it a different way. You can be the best author. You can be the best whatever. If you don't step back and look at what you're doing, your product as a business and run it as a business, not as I'm the best and people should automatically come to me. You're not going to be the success that you see other people getting to.
1: Yeah. Yep. That's absolutely true.
0: (laughs) I talk to a lot of people. So, you know, I learn a lot of stuff because when you, A, when you start helping people, B, you start networking to talk to people. How did you get to point A, point B, point C? What steps do I as an entrepreneur have to get there? This is one of these books that go, here's your steps, here's your pitfalls. And if you're 25, this is what we should be telling you.
1: Yeah, if you're starting that business, then, then yep. it, it walks you through. And, and it's fun because I actually wrote the book um, before. Um, it, I spent about three months, and I got about, I don't know, 75% of the way through the book. Um, and then I climbed Kilimanjaro. So the roof of Africa is what they call it. It's the big mountain, the tallest freestanding mountain in the world. And, um, and I came back down. And they, they have a saying about the mountain. They say you can't go up without coming down changed. And it's true. I came back down and as soon as I did, I rewrote the entire book. I spent another three months and rewrote the entire book. And so now there's a, a, a very fun analogy that runs through the book of, of climbing the mountain, climbing your entrepreneurial mountain. And we relate it to how that that is very comparable to climbing Kilimanjaro or Everest or where I live in Utah um, a beautiful mountain called Timpanogos and and how the journey is very much just that a journey through entrepreneurship as as we find which mountains we're going to climb.
0: Exactly if you think about it the entrepreneur starts with I have an idea in the top of the mountain is your version of success and I say your version because every person's entrepreneur success journey is their own version of success. I can't tell you what success looks like for another person. It could be opening their first store. It could be opening a Walmart chain or something like this, you know, being branded across the entire world. And that's their version of success, but it depends on their entrepreneur. But at the same time, you have these little steps you have to take. And each step, you're learning, you're growing, and you're changing.
1: Yep, absolutely. And that's one of the keys. What I do with entrepreneurs is it's actually really difficult stuff because um, what I do is I, I, in a sense, I rip out their identity. Mm-hmm. We put that on a shelf, and then we reinstall a new operating system. We, we reboot them and into a new operating system, the entrepreneur operating system.
0: Oh, great. So we take away uh, Windows 95 and we upgrade it to Windows 2020, right?
1: Get them with the latest version. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Make a little fun analogy. Get- we can actually use Microsoft 95. We all remember growing up with Microsoft 95, how slow the processing system was. the entire identity of, of the product to what it is today. We've seen the growth. Every year we've seen growth. Well, we have to do that same growth within our companies, whatever it is. But sometimes you have to go to that coach, that business identity, uh, rebuilding, rebranding, to take away everything you know and *Search from scratch.
1: Yep. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. That's very fun.
0: <laughs> so you have the paradox out there. Are you writing another book to go with it?
1: Um, well, that, that might be top secret, but <laughs> the publisher has agreed to two more books. So
0: Awesome. Well, I can't ask what they're about or anything, obviously, because that's top secret, but it's always great to know if there's going to be more books from the author coming within the next five years. Yeah. That's usually, you know, good. I can't say next year, you know, because it takes editing, it takes writing, it takes, you know, a lot of things within a book.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And
0: you have your other country. Companies to run as well, so it's a lot of work to do a book or yeah. book, climb another mountain,
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is actually part of the training I do. So, um, part of the training that I do is I I, I have a um, an experience where I take entrepreneurs up mountains and we actually do training while we climb, and so I call it summit on the summit. So we have a summit while we're climbing to the peak of a mountain to. The summit. So it's summit on the summit. And um, I do do smaller ones here in Utah. Um, So we'll we'll climb up Mount Timpanogos. And then the big one um, is going to be October of next year. We're going back to Kilimanjaro. And so I'm taking a group of entrepreneurs to the very top to 19,341 feet, just under the cruising altitude of a jet. And so we're going to be We're going to be making our way up past the glacier all the way to the top of the mountain.
0: As fun as that sounds, remind me not to sign up for that. (laughs) I'm scared to death of heights and just visualizing the height of that. I'm like, "Mm," as much as I would love the training, being on the mountain that high up, I'm not sure, but maybe a smaller one there in Utah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's actually really neat because... Um, Kilimanjaro is it's the safest of the seven peaks Um, so you've got the you know each continent has their tallest mountain and this is the tallest mountain of Africa so it's unlike Everest where you know you're going up like this the it's uh, Kilimanjaro is just a really really long amazing hike that's that's about the extent of it so yeah you're never you're never on any like super steep or craggy rocky parts it's just it's just a just really really long hike and yeah pretty pretty amazing experience
0: i I think i'll stick to mount rose i I like mount rose
1: okay (laughs) how high is mount rose
0: uh you know i don't know but it's really fun and it's just when you get to the peak you can look around all of lake tahoe and it's beautiful and it's you know nice and peaceful. Nice. A lot of deer might, you know, if you sit there long enough or come and take pictures of them and interact with them a little bit, but I think it was stuff with Mount Rose. <laughs>
1: okay. <Sounds good. laughs>
0: so yeah. that, that's my climbing. That's my adventure, adventure right there. It's okay. I'm good with Mount Rose. Maybe go to Utah and see what's up with that. I'm not ready for than one in Africa yet. Give me another ten years, but <laughs> 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 but it sounds fun. You know, you're learning as you're climbing up those. So you're actually talking to your students, your entrepreneurs, and it takes away everything that they know into going into everything they don't know. And it's a very metaphoric, but at the same time, very real experience.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it, it definitely changes people. They, these, these expeditions are transformative, I think is a really great word. Even the small ones, the small ones here in Utah are, are incredible. They, so far, everyone that has gone up has said that it's been life-changing for them.
0: Right. I mean, you, Okay, so you take your entrepreneur journey, you put a backpack on, and you literally walk the summit of these smaller hills, mountains. And you talk about what you need to do to build your company as you're climbing the mountain. Each so many feet of the mountain is a new skill you need to build for your company. It doesn't matter if it's marketing, advertising, uh, letting go of ego, whatever it is, you're building on this as you're climbing the mountain. You have to let go of the e- ego to get to the top.
1: Yeah, and, and part of my book, like about half of the book is written for the entrepreneur and the other half is written for the business. So the business side of things is business acumen. Um, what formulas do you need to understand the key performance indicators, et cetera. But the other half of the book is about the entrepreneur, about understanding what what prevents the entrepreneur from seeing success themselves. So, for example, um, wearing all the hats. Entrepreneurs love to put on all the hats. (laughs) The lawyer, the marketer, the salesperson, the garbage collector, you know, it's it's everything. And so getting out of your own way and being able to trust. um, Overcoming fear is one of the biggest ones, and especially there's an entire chapter on imposter syndrome. Uh, and I find this is almost universal in entrepreneurship. And the, the reason why is because if you think about an entrepreneur, they're, they're expected to know everything about everything, but they're building something new. They're building something from scratch. And so they can't be the expert, because no one can be the expert, Mm -hmm. yet they're expected to be the expert. (laughs) And so it leads itself to a great deal of imposter syndrome.
0: It it does, I mean, okay, you take an author, because we're both authors, so it's very relatable. You take your book, let's pretend we have no knowledge of marketing, advertising, business, or anything else. So we're expected to market this book, our book baby, to our masses. Well, how do you get there when you don't know, but you're expected to know because you wrote the book? So you have to build a hat, but until you find a coach to tell you, okay, this is how you market, then you have to trust what they're saying and actually do it. This is every business. A book is the same way. I clothing store regardless of what you're building you have to know your marketing you have to have someone do your marketing because you can't do everything at once you you cannot run your business and do the sales do the marketing do the advertising does do the graphic design the customer service finances legal and any other hat that you can possibly say By yourself you have to have a team
1: yeah yeah and and going back to the analogy of of the climbing the mountain um in in africa the government won't actually they won't let you climb the mountain without a guide and without a porter and so you have to you have to have a guide and porter that are going to be accompanying you on the journey and and if you think about business oftentimes entrepreneurs are they they're saying you know i'm just going to climb this mountain by myself
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that's insanity you know when we went we had uh, we each had one guide a couple different porters there was a medic there were cooks there i mean it takes a village to get up to the top of this
0: mountain
1: Mm -hmm. and and so Doing it by yourself, you know, if you think about, well, would I ever climb Kilimanjaro alone? The answer is absolutely no. There's no way. Um, But then, why do entrepreneurs think I'm going to climb my mountain alone? I'm going to climb my entrepreneurial mountain by myself. It just doesn't make sense.
0: No, it doesn't. I mean, I have my CEO, I have my human resource manager, I have beta readers for my books. I have editors for the books. This is what it takes to build one book. You know, one book. Now you have a company. Let's go with, you have a hundred different services or products. How do you manage all that? You can't do it by yourself. You can't run your finances. You can't have just one person running everything. You have to have oversight. You have to have a team with you. And you cannot do it alone.
1: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. So critical. So as you're on your entrepreneurial journey, what are some of the questions that you've had that you wish you knew had the answers to right away?
0: When I started, it was, where do I find good advertising? Why do I have to, how much is a paying too much or paying too little versus free advertising? What's the difference? You know, Um, where do you go to find partners? Where do you go to find financing when you're starting up and you don't have personal credit? Mm -hmm. That's where I was five years ago. So where do you go when you, can you do free advertising? Yes, there's free advertising, podcasts, radio that's out there. How much turnover, how many clients do you get from that free advertising? How many people are actually seeing your product on the free platforms?
1: Yeah, yeah. And that that type of advertising is critical Um, going back to the original premise of the book, you know, Mm -hmm. is that people, people forget that there's other pieces to building a business versus just, Hey, I'm, I'm building a product. The product is critical because you can't start a company without a product. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do the advertising, if you don't do the marketing, then you're, you're not going to succeed. You're just not.
0: exactly
1: Plain and simple.
0: You can have the best product in the world if you're not getting advertising. It doesn't matter where you're advertising as long as it fits your company, your product. That's a big thing. You have to make sure the product fits where you're advertising. But at the same time, because you don't want to have a house snack in a business magazine. Yeah. It's not good advertising. You have to be smart about it. But at the same time, you have to advertise. You have to get your product out there. And a lot of times, regardless where you're advertising, you have to pay for advertising. Why? Because you're going to a company for a service.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's, That's what it is. You're going to a company and their company is to advertise your product. Yeah, you can barter. Barters are always good, but at the same time, it's still advertising.
1: Yeah. And I try and, I try and steer people away from doing things for trade um, because you can trade yourself all the way into bankruptcy. This is true. <laughs> and so I try, you know, whenever I can, I try and steer people away. And um, even if you do a trade, still do a trade, but for real money, Mm-hmm. You know, do a trade that is, is actually real money that you're going to trade back and forth rather than just you do this for me and I'll do this for you. Um, yeah. Because then you're not making money. You're not making revenue. You don't have the profit to show. It's, yeah, it doesn't help the business long-term.
0: No, it does not. It, it has to be, say you're doing a radio show and you have a radio show. If the capital price is the same comparative, then you trade going on each other's shows. That's a fair barter, but it's a one-time thing. It's not a, hey, we're going to do this every week. It doesn't work that way. And does does it good for one time? At the same time, you don't want to do that all the time.
1: Yeah, for sure not. For sure not
0: but we are almost out of time. So where can our listeners and our viewers find you, your book and your coaching?
1: Um, If you go to entrepreneursparadox.com, you can um, find out all about the book. The book is also on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. So yeah, you can grab a copy there. And some exciting news. Last week, we hit the Wall Street Journal bestseller list. Yay! So very exciting.
0: We love Wall Street Journal. How did I miss that? I must not have read that that, uh, list.
1: (laughs) Yeah, very exciting. So super excited about that.
0: I would be too. That's a wonderful thing to be on. And Wall Street Journal is great advertising. It's free because you're on the list because everyone needs your book. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. Thank you so much for being on the show today.
1: Yes, I sure appreciate you having me. Thank you.
0: And for all our listeners and our viewers, happy reading.